sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. It's Brady, the guy we thought heading into the year that would be in decline the most. It's Brady. He's the one that's emerging that has the most shelf life left. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio, right here on Sirius XM Channel 204, among your uh, many outlets, including local radio affiliates, on this Wednesday, January 13th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls. Again, right here on an Opposite Picks, Wednesday, January 13th with yours truly. Well, snowed out in Buffalo, trying to shuffle out of Houston. Where's Kyrie? NBA head coaches call out LeBron. How about that? Uh, he was shot in Seattle. Second half fizzles in uh, Chicago. Watson to the Dolphins picking up steam. Uh, buy in or give up millions. Seems easy enough. Sports talk show host for 500, uh, Aaron. Sad story in the bayou. Personal reasons, my ass. Uh, not good enough in Jacksonville. NHL hits the ice. And are you a multimillionaire this morning? We'll get to all those stories. Again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on this uh, Wednesday, January 13th. Yep. Uh, are you a multimillionaire? Yours truly is not. Uh, I, You know, I probably would be. I was about to say I wouldn't be here if I was. Mega million last night, 625 million bucks. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but uh, there were no winners according to the website I looked at, lottery.org.com or whatever the fudge it is. Uh, you want the numbers? Uh, I, I will tell you, $625 million were up for grabs. And now, supposedly, the estimate for Friday's drawing, which is the next drawing, is going to be some $750 million, again, according to the website that I look at. Uh, your numbers last night, uh, just to kind of make sure that you do have to go to work, now, you, know, you know, kind of normal numbers for nobody winning, but I, I got the key to it all. First up, the numbers, 12, 14, 26, 28, 33. So 12, 14, 26, 28, 33, with the uh, Mega Million number being nine. Not bad, you know, nothing crazy. You know, you, you know. generally I could tell when uh, someone has a chance of winning or not winning. And uh, if you listen to my podcast, we always talk about it. Everybody but everybody has their numbers below 10 and definitely below 30. 
You talk about people having lucky numbers, right? When's the last time someone said their lucky number was in the 30s or 40s or 50s or whatever? It's always your birthday, you know, your anniversary, how many kids you have, this, that, what have you. And generally, those are all lower numbers, and that's what people play, the lower numbers. So uh, if you don't have uh, numbers that are drawn lower than 10, no one's winning. No, you can probably count on one hand how many times someone has won uh, over the last two years with numbers less than 10. So off to work we go today as we break down the mega million numbers on this opposite picks. So Wednesday, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in again, as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Yep, mega million, 12, 14, 26, 28, 33, 9. You know, you, you know it's funny. You look at the numbers, and albeit there aren't any less than 10, but still, it's just like, you know, I, I could have picked those. You know, I mean, it's not like it was 55, 56, 57, 59, and 63, you know, something crazy. I mean, it, it's simple. You know, why wasn't I born on the 12th? You know, how come I didn't have people on, on the 14th? How come I'm not married 26? Actually, I am married 26 years, I think. And I? Something like that. Um, you know, and my daughter's birthday is actually the 14th, you know, and then you start, you know, you start looking at the numbers and you say, well, I, I like 33. Well, I, I love 33. Why not? You know, uh, you know, why, why not the nine, you know, nine is one of my favorite. I was born in September. I could have used nine as my mega million number. So I could have done, you know, you start reasoning how you could have done these numbers, but it is the absolute ultimate classic case of hindsight being 2020 when it comes to these lotto numbers being drawn, right? I mean, I could have had that 12, 14. Why not? You know, 26, little symmetry there, two, four. Yeah, think about it, a little symmetry, right? If you're into symmetry, it's amazing. Nobody had like the two, four, six, eight kind of symmetry thing with 12, 14, 26, 28. And then 33 kind of blew that out of the water, but still, uh, but so you don't win. 625 million is going to go, like I said, to apparently about 750 million on Friday. So off to work, you have to go. At work, I am. But think about just for a second. I wonder how much time is devoted in your life to thinking about if you would have won, you know, of, of one of these uh, mega millions, whether it's 600 million or 200 million or 100 million. You know, obviously it's going to change your life. I mean, you know, you, the dream. It's more of just the dream of finding out. I, I think about just finding out more than I do having the money later on and spending it and everything else and getting a divorce and moving on in my life uh, rather than being stuck. I, I think about, you know, what is going to be my initial reaction when I look at the numbers, I look at my Mega Million lottery ticket, and I realize I've won. You know, doubt would obviously creep in for sure. I'd have to double, triple check it, but that would be, that's what I dream about more than actually having the money uh, itself. So. All right, NHL's underway. We got some NBA news to get to NFL stuff as well. The Ravens could be in trouble if the weatherman is right. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Hi, Napa's the Big Shot. It's Wednesday morning. You're truly sitting in 12 minutes past the hour on uh, Sirius XM, our new channel, Sports Grid Radio, channel 204. Uh, Scott Wetzel taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Again, the toll-free number will open up the phones here in a little bit, 844-843-6879. Our poll question is out, as we always like to put a poll question out uh, for the new listeners here on uh, Opposite Picks, and that is with the NHL season getting underway today. That is right. Uh, you know, the NBA's had such success. We're going to try it again with the uh, NHL. Who wins the Stanley Cup? You got the Las Vegas on there. You got Tampa Bay on there. You got the proverbial other on there, name it. And then you got the uh, who cares on there. Just for those non-hockey fans, always get involved. Always like to throw an option on there. Even if you're not interested in the poll, we make you interested in the poll by uh, putting in a who cares. So uh, go to your opposite picks feed and uh, get your vote in there. And then we'll update that uh, a couple times throughout the show. So Vegas, Tampa Bay, you're defending champs. Other, uh, go ahead and name it. And then uh, who cares? And we'll get into the breakdown of the NHL and how they're going to do it this year. It is a little goofy. Uh, you know, but it is what it is. You know, they're trying to make the best of a bad situation and try and get a season in. Like, you know, honestly, I think they did a halfway decent job, believe it or not, of, uh, you know, trying to, to get this season in without too much travel, not having these guys live in a, a bubble, uh, which would be difficult to do for an entire season. You can do it for a postseason, I suppose, for a couple of months, but to do it for an entire regular season and then the postseason after that, 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 that would be tough. So they're going to roll the dice on the system that they have. NFL getting set for the uh, postseason. Lines really haven't changed that much. Uh, you know, Baltimore is down to being a one-and-a-half-point underdog at Buffalo. That seems to be the most competitive game. Well, I, I actually shouldn't say that. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay in the world's, you know, might be pretty competitive as well. I'm a little fearful of the Saints blowing them out again. Uh, you know, but that, that should be a halfway decent game. Really, it's probably only the Brownies and uh, KC Chefs uh, that might be a blowout. Even the Rams against uh, the Packers, I think it's going to be a halfway decent game. But, uh, you know, on paper, one of the better ones, obviously, Baltimore at Buffalo with Lamar Jackson and... Josh Allen going toe-to-toe. Here's the concerning thing. Now, there's only a 40% chance. I, I love these weathermen. You know, it's like the four-letter network. You know, God forbid you should watch, you know, a game and they don't throw some ridiculous stat about how it's the, you know, one team is 63.75%, you know, favored to win this basketball or football or hockey game. It's like, shut up. You know, how do you come up with these stupid numbers, right? Just get out of my face with this stuff. So, same thing with weathermen. And a 40% chance of snow showers. Well, what does that mean? Do you see, you know, snow clouds coming from Pennsylvania or Ohio or from Canada coming down or, you know, from uh, wherever going north? I mean, is there a 30% chance that, you know, something would happen versus a 50% chance? What would dictate it being a 40% chance? I mean, it's so stupid. It really is. I mean, my goodness. If, if, you know, one thing I remember, there are a few things I remember back from college. Uh, and one of them, one is, you know, you've never been in radio TV until you've been fired. I, I've, I've told you that story before. That, that has resonated throughout my career for sure. <laughs> um, uh, you know, one of the other ones is that they, even back in the 80s when I went to college, right? Even back then, the mumbo jumbo of weathermen, you know, and the newscasts, you know, taking three, four, five minutes of a half hour newscast to go over the weather. When ultimately, 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 all people want to know is what is your prediction on the forecast for tomorrow? 
That's it. I don't care where the clouds are coming from. I don't care where they're going. I don't care where they've been. I don't care about the chance of this, the chance of that, when it's mixed in with this, turns this into that, and all these other little mumbo jumbos and weather fronts and, and, and uh, all the, you know, the humidity. I, just, just, just tell me tomorrow, all right? I got today under control. I'll handle today. I can look outside my window, weatherman. I, so I got today, okay? Give me tomorrow's forecast in, in 15 seconds or less. 40% chance of snow, maybe some showers, if not snow, and then any kind of chance sunny. Okay, there you go. You covered the gamut. I got all three. I got snow, I got rain, and I got, uh, you know, sunny skies. So fine, I'm set for tomorrow. That's all I want. Save your three minutes. Give it to sports. Give it to all the other heartaches we have in this uh, goofy country that we live in. And, and just give me 15 to 20 seconds of weather. That's all I want. Because you can't, you can't tell me what's going to happen an hour and a half from now, never mind a five-day forecast. That is one of the absolute dumbest things I think I've ever seen on TV. A weatherman giving a five-day forecast. You literally can't tell me what's going to happen a couple of hours from now with real certainty, let alone five days from now. I, I mean, are, are you freaking – can you talk about just pissing away airtime? I mean – Five, you're going to tell me what's going to happen five days from now. Okay, sure. All right, brother. Uh, Meanwhile, you're telling me for tomorrow, uh, you know, there's a 30% or 40% or 50% chance of snow. Uh, and, but if we don't get it, then it's going to be sunny. Okay, thanks for helping me out there. It's like talking to my wife, you know. So anyway, to make a long story short, there's a 40% chance of snow showers as opposed to snow. I, I don't know what the showers throws in there. Does that mean it could be sleet? Otherwise, why would you, why would you just say sleet then? Uh, but a uh, 40% chance of snow in Buffalo Saturday night when Baltimore and the Bills will be squaring off. That's significant for obvious reasons, uh, but even more so in that I find this amazing. Louisville quarterback, former Louisville quarterback, now Baltimore Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who went to Louisville, has said he's never played a game in the snow before. I don't know. You know, I got to look it up. I meant to do that. My bad. Uh, but I want to see where uh, this uh, cat is from. Lamar. Now, he went to Louisville. Jackson. Let's see where he's from. That he would have never played a game in snow before. Oh, he's from Florida. That's right. I remember reading that. All right. So I, I get the Florida thing. That that I understand. The Louisville thing, I, I don't understand. Um. You know, you're telling me there wasn't a game that Louisville played, you know, uh, when, when he was playing there that didn't have snow? That's, um, I mean, I guess, you know, but, they, you know, they, they're in the ACC, and they were either in the ACC or the Big East when he was playing. I think it was still the AC. I think they were in the ACC that are maybe a combination of both, but... You know, you're talking about playing games in Virginia. You're talking about playing games in Georgia. You're talking about playing the games in North Carolina, uh, you know, Boston, um, you know, South Carolina. So, I mean, you have some cold weather sites there that they could have had some snow, but, you know, it is what it is. I guess not. So this would be his first chance to play in snow. And that's even more concerning if you're a Ravens fan in that, you know, what's his main forte? It's not throwing the football. Really, it's not that big a deal throwing the football in the snow. It really isn't. And the fact that it's snowing 
means that it's actually not that cold. You know, you generally don't have snow in frigid temperatures. It's too cold. You have snow when it's, you know, uh, 25 to 35 degrees, which in reality is not that bad. It's the slickness of the turf that's the concern. That's where I would be concerned about if I'm Baltimore. I got a quarterback that, uh, believe it or not, led the uh, league in rushing last week. Yeah, a little prop bet that we hit on FanDuel, who was going to lead the NFL in rushing uh, wildcard weekend. Lamar Jackson hit a 10-1, to cha-ching, cha-ching. We gave that out to you last Friday. So you got a guy that ran for 136 yards. Now he's got to worry about running on a, a slick turf. We saw what happened against uh, Cleveland. All right, the first half of that game, you know, he couldn't find his uh, cleats and, and he ran into the long, wrong cleats or whatever the case may be, but it was bad weather, it was slick. He was sliding all over the place, went into halftime, and he got new cleats, and it was a different Lamar Jackson second half before he got hurt there. Um, you know, that that same thing might happen. So for a guy that's never played in snow, slick, rain, snow, little sleet, baby, uh, I'd be a little concerned. Uh, Baltimore Raven fans, I would. All right, 844-843-6879. Where is Kyrie? And where's Harden going? That's next on Opposite Picture. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Zero experience. I never got to play in the snow. Um, except my first time seeing snow in Louisville. But we had a snowball fight, so that's totally different from playing in it. But, yeah, that, that definitely would be my first time playing, in, playing football in the snow. Saturday. If it does, hopefully it don't. <laughs> But the fire is so delightful. And since yeah, you let it play there for a little while. Go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it doesn't show yeah, signs. Yeah, yeah, you know, Christmas music is really the only music that you can play 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, 12 months out of the year. It really, we should have, you know, on Sirius XM. Uh, they have the, the, the Christmas channels and the holiday channels, I should say, you know, but the, the Christmas music, uh, you know, four or five different channels. And, and boy, it's amazing. I was very disappointed this year in the three-letter network. And they took it off December 26th. The, you know, in some of the channels that they had it on, you know, it was like orchestra. You know, I mean, who's complaining that loudly that, oh, my God, my big band music, not even big band, but my, you know, 1940s, uh, you know, orchestra, big trombone music is not there on December 26th. Man, they, they couldn't have gotten at least through the 12 days of Christmas. They couldn't have gotten to at least January 1st. I mean, come on, really? They're that quick? What I, I got to believe those are the most popular channels uh, during the holiday season, right? I mean, it, it's uh, so, you know what? We'll pick up the torch. Uh, now that we're on Sirius XM, Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio, uh, you know what? We'll pick up the torch at every once in a while there, Chris. Go ahead. No problem throwing a little Burl Ives in there, a little Bing Crosby, you know, a little Elvis Presley Christmas music. Why not? Why not? So, you know, the fact that Lamar, that was Lamar Jackson, Ravens quarterback, 
the fact that he did throw out there that he hopes not is a little, again, you know, trying to poke holes here in the Ravens. Uh, I'd be a little concerned at that. You know, if, if he really didn't care, he would say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Fine. I, I, you know what? I want to play in snow. But the fact that he, you know, jokingly threw out there, yeah, I hope it doesn't snow. You know, I hope I don't find out my first football game is going to be in snow this weekend. So Bill's line is up to two. Uh, on FanDuel, you know, it's it's fluctuated between one and a half and two and a half, opened up at two and a half. I did see it at one and a half yesterday. Now it's at two, but holding steady there. We'll find out more later in the week, I suppose, uh, when the weather forecast you know, comes into play. I can't help but think, you know, now that we hit the magical five-day weather forecast with the geniuses, with weathermen, that, you know, the chance of snow bumped that line up just a half a tick. I bet it's more that than it actually is. Um, you know, people betting on uh, Baltimore or betting on Buffalo, rather. So uh, interesting to keep an eye on that. Kansas City still 10 against Cleveland. Uh, New Orleans still three against Tampa Bay. And the Packer line is down to six and a half. Trying to find a two-team tease. Boy, I, li- I like Green Bay laying to just a half. Move that line from six and a half to a half. Uh, you know, I-, I probably am going to go with Kansas City. Drop that from 10 to four. Uh, I'm going to hold off and hopefully see that line uh, drop down to nine and a half. It's somewhere along the line. And then I I jump on that and have it go down to three and a half. And then maybe buy the hook and buy it down to three. That That's the game plan. You know, Green Bay, you know, basically pick them and a Kansas City lay in three. That's the goal for the magical two-team uh, tees, six-point tees. Uh, and buy the hook, six-and-a-half point tees this weekend. Um, I wouldn't take Tampa Bay plus nine. Uh, even though I think Tampa Bay is going to win, uh, but I, you know, again, I, I predicted Tampa Bay would go to the Super Bowl, so I didn't anticipate them playing the Saints this weekend. But I could, could I see them getting blown out. Yeah, you know, I could. So I wouldn't jump Tampa Bay from three to nine. Definitely wouldn't take uh, Cleveland the Brownies from uh, ten to sixteen. I, I could see that being a three-score game. Um, wouldn't fiddle around too much. You know, if, if push came to shove. I would probably grab Baltimore plus the eight. You know, I don't think they're going to get blown out with Buffalo, but uh, on my pecking order, that would be number three. And then the over-unders, you know, don't forget, you know, six-point tees, three-team, ten-point tees. You could always drop the over-unders. I never uh, – I say never. I rarely go and raise the number and go under, like uh, move the uh, the Ravens line from 50-and-a-half to 56-and-a-half. I, I never do that. I rarely do I do that. Uh, you'd be surprised how many times when that game goes over, it goes way over. doesn't matter if you got six or ten extra points. And it's very rare. Not, you know, it doesn't, but it's rare when if the game doesn't go over, it doesn't at least come close to going over. So I always drop it and go over. Like I would go at 44-and-a-half and go over that. That probably would be the one. I can't imagine that being a low-scoring game. Although, you know, I said the same thing last week with Baltimore and Tennessee. That was a relatively low-scoring game. So I'd probably go... You know, I could see the Browns struggling offensively and not be a 30-10, to 10, you know, 37-10 type of game. That would sneak under. Uh, Tampa Bay Saints, I, I can't imagine them not hitting 45 points. But probably Baltimore and, and uh, Buffalo would be the one tease that I would go over. So, But, uh, yeah, I'd be a little, little concerned, Baltimore fan. Now, the good news, fellow Dolphin fans. Former Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson tweeted yesterday, about the Sean Watson situation with uh, Houston, his former club, right? He tweeted out, if I'm, in essence, Watson, if I'm him, I'll stand my ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players' careers. Since Jack 
Easterby walked into the building. Nothing good has happened in slash for the organization. And for some reason, someone can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Then dopey DeAndre Hopkins tweeted out uh, when Dre, meaning Andre Johnson, speaks, listen. So, listen, two things. One, you got two guys that never won big games in their lives. I mean, the two guys that were part of the problem, not part of the solution with the Houston Texans. You know, the Texans never won on a big-time level because Andre Johnson disappeared. Uh, fitting it to form, DeAndre Hopkins followed suit and had the same exact career with the Houston Texans. I've told you that many times. I am not a Hopkins fan. You take out the biggest games he's played in, and more times than not, he was an absolute flop. You know, get it to the postseason this past year with Arizona, the final game against the L.A. Rams, and he had uh, 35 yards in receptions. He's nowhere in big-time games and spots. He is absolutely nowhere to be found. So two of the most overrated, overhyped, probable Hall of Famers to ever play the game have the balls to come out and now be ripping the Houston Texans organization. You want to blame Andre Johnson, you know, you were on some damn good football teams, and you want to blame the organization for not winning? You don't take any umbrage on yourself? You don't say, you know what, I screwed up, I couldn't get it done? You know, I couldn't beat the coverage, I couldn't catch the football, I couldn't do this, that, what have you? Really? Same thing with DeAndre Hopkins? Really? You boasted and you claimed and you bragged about how you're on a better team this year and the Cardinals are great and Houston stinks and blah, 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 blah. And here we sit with both teams not being in the postseason. Really? Now, now you got to take pot shots at the Houston Texans because for some reason you have an action to grind. Man, if you're if you're DeAndre Hopkins, you ought to be thankful. If the Texans situation, it was so bad, you ought to be thankful they sent you to a team with a good young quarterback and seemingly a future. But instead, you're going to tweet dopey stuff like this. Andre Johnson, who cares? You know, you were part of the coaching staff not that long ago. You know, they, they made you basically the uh, Texans ambassador, paying you for doing nothing. Just be Andre Johnson, and you're going to be pissing on their parade. Well, listen, uh, you know what? Too bad. Now, now that we got that out of our system, the good news is keep it coming, Andre. Keep it coming, DeAndre. Absolutely rip the Houston Texans, rip Jack, rip the new head coach, whoever that may be, rip Bill O'Brien now that he's gone, rip the owner McNair if you want to. I just, just fire away, absolutely say it sucks there, it's no good. If I'm Watson, I'm getting out, I'm not playing, I'm protesting, I'm boycotting, I'm holding out. Go ahead, keep the rhetoric coming. Why? Because that will just lead to the possibility of Deshaun Watson being traded to our beloved Dolphins that much more. If it dies down, maybe Watson will forget about it. It's the offseason, blah, 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 uh, and, and we'll move on. But as long as these two clowns and maybe some others pile on about how bad it is in Houston and how he's got to get the fudge out of there, then maybe, just maybe, that'll prompt Watson to go into that front office and say, get me out. You know what? I got a team in Miami I want to go to. Uh, I got some uh, friends down there. It's a good team, good head coach, good organization. They turn things around. Uh, they're in a winnable division. And uh, you know what? Send me packing down to Miami. So <clears throat> as much as uh, I, I think uh, Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins are mopes, Go ahead. Just keep on throwing, you know, get, you know what? Join uh, Instagram while you're at it. Don't, don't just limit yourself to Twitter. Go to Instagram. Go to Facebook. Go to all the other social media outlets. Pile on. 
Texans organization stinks. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't you, Andre Johnson, and then you, DeAndre Hopkins, dropping footballs left and right in big-time games and failing to get open. Nope, that wasn't why you lost. It, it was the Texans organization. Absolutely. Keep on selling that to, to our guy, Deshaun Watson. And in a matter of weeks, maybe days, maybe hours, Deshaun will be wearing a uniform uh, with a little dolphin on the logo. How about that? And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, they had a – believe it or not, the bozos down in Miami, you know, in my podcast, we had some guys that, uh, you know, are Dolphin fans and uh, listeners and uh, uh, residents of the Miami area. They actually love Tua Tags. I mean, I, I don't get it. I, I don't know what quarterback they were watching. The rest of the nation is saying Tua is, is shot. He's not any good. He's not an NFL quarterback. But the dopey Dolphin fan down there is loving him to the point where they're saying that he should be – Asked on who the new Dolphin offensive coordinator should be because, uh, you know, uh, Chan Gailey resigned uh, this past week. So it's like, are you kidding? You're going to ask a, a rookie quarterback who was god awful his input on who the Dolphins should be naming as their new offensive coordinator? What are you kidding me? We're trying to run his ass out of town, for goodness sakes. We're trying to trade him while we can get something for him. We're not taking his advice on who the Dolphin next offensive coordinator should be. They, they love this guy. I, I don't get it. I, I really, I, I don't understand it at all. But you know what? Keep piling on the Texans, and uh, the Dolphins may have their new quarterback, their Super Bowl-winning quarterback, yet before too long. Opposite pick from Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on Sirius uh, XM Sports Grid Radio. That is uh, now Sirius XM Channel 204 among our many platforms. Our poll question is up there. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up uh, to 7 a.m. Eastern time as we always do, Monday through Friday. Then again, Sunday morning from 8 a.m. Uh, to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Poll question, NHL season gets underway tonight as we have uh, the beginning of a new era in NHL hockey. A crazy little setup that we'll break down uh, next hour in which uh, division teams will be only playing division teams. That's right. And you got four divisions, and there's only division games. It's going to be kind of weird. Kind of interesting. You know, uh, I'm okay with it. You know, it is what it is. You got to, you know, make do with what you can to, you know, get the season in. So, it's uh, you know, it is what it is. So, I give them credit for actually trying so who's going to win the Stanley Cup championship? Nice and easy. You got Las Vegas. I threw uh, Tampa Bay, your defending champ. You got other, and uh, you got who cares. So far, now it's early, early on. I uh, just posted it uh, you know, about 15 minutes or so ago. So, so far, we have no who cares, which is a good thing. I'm a hockey fan. I enjoy hockey, so it's good to see that you guys out there care as well. So far, the uh, proverbial other is leading the way, as they figured it would, at just under 44%. Tampa Bay gets 25%. Uh, Las Vegas gets over 31% of the vote. 
you know, Colorado is going to be named a couple of times as as they were. So that that's the biggie. Uh, hopefully, our beloved Boston Bruins, big Bruins fan, uh, can actually get in there uh, as well. So uh, get your vote in there, and then we'll update that a couple of more times before we are through. At opposite picks, O P P O S I T E picks, P I C K S. All right, NBA last night uh, had a couple of things. You know, more stuff off the court than than on. As, uh, you know, two storylines that just seemingly are, are just uh, not seemingly, they just aren't. They're, they're not going away. Uh, well, really three storylines, and that, that's COVID number, you know, three on the list. Uh, but we'll start with the Houston Rockets, who got blown out by the Lakers last night, 117-100, in a game in which they were trailing by darn near uh, 30 points. Uh, 19, check that, 21 after the first quarter, 23 at the half. Uh, 26 heading into the fourth quarter. So it, it was ugly from start to finish. What's even more concerning is that this is the back-to-back games for them. They played two nights ago as well. So you would have thought, you know, second time around after getting blown out the first time that Houston would have come to play last night. They did not. Now, listen, this is a tough little litmus test. Uh, the Lakers, when they bring their A game and they have these last couple of nights with uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron both playing, um, you know, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. So if you're going to measure yourself against the Lakers, then you know, more times than not, you're going to fail. Although with the Rockets over the last several years, that has been their, their litmus test, but not so. So after the game, you know, and the Lakers have now, or the Rockets have now lost four or five uh, and they're three and six overall. After the game, James Harden said the Rockets are just not good enough. Uh, adding that uh, I love this city. I literally have done everything that I can I mean, the situation is crazy. It's something that I don't think can be fixed. He also talked about a lack of chemistry on the team and the players not gelling together. And it's like, are you kidding me? You talk about calling the kettle black. Holy fudge. I mean, James, you're the problem. There's no chemistry. You're the problem uh, that there's discontent in the, discontent in the locker room. You're the, you're the problem that is making this situation crazy. You know, they bring in John Wall. They, they try and change things around a little bit. Uh, you run Chris Paul out of town. You run Russell Westbrook out of town. The, the Rockets are seemingly doing everything in the world to appease you, bringing new players in, trying to get the right combination in there. You show up late to the team. You show up overweight. He's fatter than fat. I mean, it's, and then you want to, after a loss like this, then you want to go out there and say that, uh, you know, there's uh, the situation is crazy and that, uh, you know, there's no continuity on the team and there's a division in the locker room, basically. Are you kidding me? You're causing that, for goodness sake. Just, just be mad enough just to say, I want out. Whatever the reason is, I hate the owner. I don't like his politics. I don't like the city anymore. Uh, you know, I tried. I failed. I'm realizing now I, I can't be the alpha dog and win an NBA champion. I'm just not that good. Uh, you know, I, I need to go to a team where we have two or three other superstars and I can be the third wheel or the second wheel, but I can't be the first wheel. You know, maybe you're pissed off. You know what? They fired my head coach, Mike D'Antoni. So if they knocked him out, then I went out. Whatever the case may be, be honest about it. I mean, to sit there and try and blame it on a lack of chemistry and the situation is crazy, his words, and something that I don't think can be fixed. It, it can be fixed. You buy in. You know, you buy into the head coach who was there last year, young guy, Steven Silas. You know, he got a raw deal getting this job for sure. But it's not like they brought some stranger in and, and some guy that you didn't know or, or didn't like. I mean, I, maybe he doesn't like him. I don't know. But he's certainly not a stranger to the situation. So it seems like it's a halfway decent deal. You're still the face of the franchise. You go to the Brooklyn Nets with the KD and, and Goofy Kyrie, you're not going to be the face of the franchise. You know, you go to Philadelphia, rejoin with uh, D'Antoni, with Embiid and, and Simmons, you're not going to be the face of the franchise. I mean, and no one seems to want you. I don't hear any Nets. I don't hear LeBron or excuse me, uh, KD. 
JD. I don't hear Embiid. I don't hear anybody calling out saying, yeah, we'd love to get this guy. You know, I know there are tampering rules, but, you know, you could finagle yourself around those rules. I don't hear any of those teams and those players saying they want you. Nobody wants to play with James Harden. That's the bottom line. He's a selfish player. He doesn't win big-time games. He chokes down the stretch. He needs the basketball. You know, he's like a deep hole. Once you give him the ball, you're not getting it back. The whole NBA knows that. They make fun of him for that. Nobody wants to play with this guy. He may be a good guy, not saying he's not a good guy, but on the basketball court, forget about it. Uh, you know, you stay, stay with Houston. They seem to love you there for whatever reason. You never won a big game there, so you never got him to a championship, let alone win one. But to sit there afterwards and, and talk about how there's a division and there's no chemistry when you show up five minutes before the season begins. I mean, you know, you're nine games in, for goodness sakes. When, when you need James, when you need Wall, John Wall, to say afterwards that, hey, listen, relax, it's only nine games. You know, we got an entire season basically left. When you need Wall to be the reason of, uh, you know, calmness, Eh, there, there's something wrong with your club. There really is. So I don't know what this guy wants. I wish he'd just have the balls and just say, trade me. Uh, or or just, you know what, explain why you hate it in Houston. You know, And maybe people would understand. Maybe you just say, we, we tried, we failed, and my coach is gone. And again, I can't get it done. You know, I'm not that good. So, uh, you know, trade me to a team that, uh, you know, can uh, help me help my situation out. But when you're making 40 plus million dollars a year, Good luck. You know, good luck getting a team that, that wants that type of player, making that kind of money, and, and you're out of shape and everything else. And, and I quite, I just don't think he's that good. I, I really don't. He's a nice player. Don't get me wrong. He's not awful, but I wouldn't want him on my team. Uh, he, he's the, the hold. You get him the ball, and you'll never get it again. But it is a crazy situation in Houston. And, and you know, good for the Rockets not, you know, bending. Uh, if they're not going to get a monster deal for this guy and say what you want about him, he is one of the top, you know, 10, 15 players in the NBA, and you don't give those guys up cheaply. You don't. You got to get a lot back, you know, because if you dismantle the team that much, you you better get some big-time, big-time top one, two, three draft choices or real top young players. You have to. Otherwise, you know what? Sit there and rot then. Go ahead. Sit there and rot, Gene. You're under contract for three more years. And you know what? You want to you stink out the joint this year? That's okay. You know, we got Wall on the contract. Uh, we get a top five pick, uh, you know, in lottery-wise in the NBA for next season. Now we got Wall. Now we got you. Now we got a top five pick, maybe top three. Any kind of luck? I'll take my chances that way. They did lose to LeBron last night in the Rockets, uh, in, in the Lakers. Steven Stylus after the game. LeBron being LeBron, being the dope that he is. You know, lack of class, clearly. He, uh, in the second quarter, mind you, not the not the fourth quarter when the game was over, not even the third quarter, second half, in the second quarter when the Rockets were admittedly getting their ass kicked, LeBron comes down the court and he attempts a three-pointer from the corner and he shoots the ball, goes through the release, then spins around 180, looks at his bench as the ball is then going through the hoop. So he didn't really follow all the way through. Or he did, but he, he spun around. And, you know, basically mocking the game, mocking the Rockets, mocking the situation that, uh, you know, we're kicking his team's ass so easily that, you know what, I, I'm going to have some fun. You know, playing in an NBA is not fun enough for LeBron that we got to have these goofy antics. As it turns out, uh, LeBron 
likes to put a couple of shekels on basketball games. Hmm. Seems to me that uh, that would be against the rules. I don't know. Call me crazy, but an NBA player betting on a game in which he's playing in, you know, whether it's for or against his team and his performance, should be against NBA rules. I, I got to believe somewhere along the line, the NBA says, no, you can't be betting on basketball games. But LeBron admitted afterwards that teammate Dennis Schroeder reportedly yelled, uh, bet a Benjamin, $100, on this shot. So LeBron said, okay, basically telling him, you got a deal. And he obviously made the shot, so he made $100. But, again, seems to me there ought to be something in the NBA rule book that says you can't be betting during an NBA game. So should we kick, you know, little eight men out? Should we kick Dennis Schroeder and LeBron out of the NBA for good? Worked in baseball. Ah, you can't do that. It's LeBron James. Hey, listen, you know, they, they, they took Shoeless Joe Jackson out. You know, at, at that point, you know, one of the top two, three players in, in baseball at the time. Why not? Now he's not the throwing it. That's okay. Neither was Pete Rose. Pete Rose was betting on his team to win. Pete Rose gets knocked out of baseball for gambling. You know, eight men out get knocked out of baseball for gambling. Why not LeBron? You know, and he's not even denying it. He's admitting it in game. LeBron James should be at least suspended. All right, you don't want to seriously, you don't want to kick him out. Okay, it's 2021. We're not going to do that. Gambling's accepted now but more so than ever before. But then at least suspend him. At least show NBA players, no, 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 no. No matter how bad the situation may be, no matter uh, you know what the uh, the score may be, uh, no matter how much of a blowout it may or may not be, we can't have you gambling during the games uh, on whether you're going to make shots or not. Because what's next? Honestly, what's next? You're going to go to the free throw line and close your eyes? You're going to go to the free throw line and uh, shoot a ball left-handed when you're a right-hander? You're going to go to the free throw line and turn your back on a free throw? You're going to make a mockery of the game? You know, I mean, once you open up that Pandora's box, uh, you know, go have some fun and joke around and make little bets during games. When's it going to stop? You know, where's the line in the sand? Well, you can't do this. We're going to do this, but we can't do that. You know, it's not there. You open up that door to having some fun like that with gambling and joking around. We all know, you know, we don't have to be genius to know these NBA regular season games are meaningless. We know that. It's all about gambling. It is. You know, nobody's going to the games. You could just as easily be, you know, be Ohio State, you know, get the top eight teams, you know, and and go to the NBA playoffs right away. You know, go ahead and pick them out. There might be some debate on who number seven, eight, nine would be in each conference. But ultimately, you know, you don't have to play any. You could play half a schedule like Ohio State did. You could very easily. So you need to have some importance on these games. You need to show the world that these games are meaningful, even though we know they're not. And having LeBron James and company gamble during the games on whether shots are going to be made, this is where if Adam Silver had any backbone, and he doesn't, needs to step up. I don't expect him to. I'm still waiting for him to hold his press conference to talk about the the sad death of uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, he never has. Never has. I don't know why, but he never did. And I don't expect him to step up here. Oh, my gosh. You know, confront LeBron James about something? Never in a million years. All right. Uh, 844-843-6879. We'll close out our number one opposite picks on Sportsman Radio Series.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back. <clears throat> Opposite Picks on uh, Sirius XM. Sports Grid Radio, Channel 204. Talking a little NBA. We'll get into the NHL next hour as the season gets underway later on tonight. And we got college football news and some NFL news as well with some head coaching uh, rumors going on. How about our Opposite Picks, Scott? How do we do there? Uh, this is why they call me Mr. Vegas. Five and one last night with our plays. Opposite picks. Lakers laying five and a half against the Rockets. Winner. Indiana plus two. Golden State. Winner. San Antonio laying two and a half against OKC. Winner. Uh, Virginia Tech plus a point and a half against the Dookie Pukies. Winner. Ball State. Stinking god-awful Ball State. The biggest waste of human flesh in basketball uniforms. Winner against Bowling Green outright. Our only loser yesterday was Eastern Michigan, which got blown out uh, against Toledo. Uh, so even getting 11 uh, wasn't enough. So 5-1 and one yesterday with our opposite plays, bringing our three-day total. You want to make some money? Forget Mega Millions. Go more realistic. Go with Mr. Vegas opposite picks. 16-4, and four, folks. 16-4. and four. You give me any Scandy capper around that because he's going to go 16-4 and four their first three days. Go ahead. You show me, and then I'll tip my cap. Only yours truly, Mr. Vegas, OppositePicks.com. Check out the merchandise. Uh, is going to go 16-4 and four for you. And we got another six-pack later on next hour. So get out your pad and pencils. And as I like to say, get ready for the most uh, profitable Five minutes in radio, only right here on Opposite Picks with your truly Scott Wetzel on Sports Radio. Serious XM Channel 2 Back at this. 